0: Welcome back to another episode of the Break the Bank podcast. This is your boy Lurk. You know, I'm joined by my guys Dion and his ex as always. But today we got a special guest on the show. Someone that if you've been an avid listener, then you know he's been referenced a lot on this show for rooting for 17 teams in every sport and every league. And apparently he's a fan of losing. Michael Lofton. What's good, my guy? How's everything?
1: Everything is great, brother. Thank you very much uh, for having me on. Uh, man, that's a very, probably the worst intro I've ever had in my professional life. But uh, this is a professional podcast, not a professional setting, given uh, your other co hosts that are here, clearly. Look, look, look. We all
2: know this is not a visual medium, this is an audio medium. But behind ML, there's just shelves upon shelves of participation trophies because that is what ML. Loves, he's all about participation trophies, more victories. And so that's what we wanted it to have him on the show to discuss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so let Dion was good first. Dion, how's
3: sure. everything?
0: I was about to go right into the show. Almost forgot ah, You could go
3: go right into it. There's a lot I want to talk about.
0: All right, so tonight on tonight's episode, we're gonna talk about the success of black coaches across professional sports, and there's a lot of first-time head coach, black head coaches in the NBA. So I wanted to get you guys opinion and analysis on the job they're doing so far. We got the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death coming up next week. So we're going to talk a little bit about Kobe. Hopefully we can have an open and honest conversation about him without ruffling too many feathers. And if we do, fuck it. If you're listening to this podcast, then you should know we ruffle feathers on a regular basis. And then, of course, we can't end the show because this is a gambling pod. So we can't end the show without some NFL divisional round picks. Let's start with ML, please let the listeners know how many NBA, NFL, college, soccer, like how many teams do you root for and how many of them have won a championship in the last 15 years?
1: Wow, that's really good. Um, Let's start first. In the NFL, I am, my family is a 45 year now ticket holder. Uh, yeah. for the Washington football team.
3: We're we not talking about your family, dog. We we want to know what teams you're a fan of.
1: I cheer for the Washington football team, and now that I live in Indianapolis, I want the Colts to do well because I've been in a city in St. Louis of where the owner up and took the NFL team. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their bars. A lot of people that were invested in that area, uh, specifically the Washington Avenue district area, uh, the landing area uh, in St. Louis. Um, and it was a sad sight and which is crazy. And what's again, like one of the things that you always remember about me is that I'm a loyal dude always. And crazy enough, even though I wasn't rooting for the Rams, you clearly root for the, the city that you are involved, that you are a part of, you know, folks in, government, you know, folks in other administration downtown, like I said, in business development, etc. And Stan Crocky is the owner of the Rams. He also happens to be the owner of my favorite soccer team in the English Premier League, Arsenal. So therefore, I never wanted to I haven't divorced Stan Crocky to a degree. It's like, it's really, you know, once again, this podcast, I'm going to curse a little bit. It's really fuck Stan always on that front because he hasn't given my football club uh, all the resources that are needed to be able to compete against the man cities of the world the chelsea's of the world the liverpool the Liverpool's.
0: okay now before you continue sorry to cut you off i just want to point sure. out for the listeners
3: by my count that's three losing teams so far Yeah, arsenal stinks <laughs> also resources aren't the reason they can't compete they stink well, stinks. It, i'm gonna he stay away three, from three the... nfl
2: teams and english for me so two, his, his two, no, NFL no, two, NFL two, two nfl
3: teams, teams. Two like hold on, X. Hold on, Lurk. Uh, ML, go ahead and name all your other soccer teams. What is it, like Juventus, Real no, Madrid? No, Arsenal,
1: Real Madrid. That's nah, it. there's
3: one other, bro. Nah, <laughs> no, bro. Nah, I'm bro. I it. It All right. right. Well, so I'll say this whatever.
0: much. As a bandwagon fan and by I somehow like Carter Elliott convinced me, I'm one of the Manchester teams now. I don't even know which one, to be honest. is one of those Manchester bullshit teams.
3: The blue or the red? like blue or the red? He's a Man City fan. Carter Man, there City. you go.
0: Whatever Carter is, that's what I ended up joining. But I'll tell you this much. I used to play FIFA a little bit, not as much as y'all. Ja, and I only played with Bayern Munich. OK,
3: first off, the way you said Bayern Munich was borderline racist. ML. <laughs> <laughs> ML, let's get back to all your teams. Let's get back. Let's start with the NBA because we, you know, our podcast, we have a time limit. And I know this is going to take up a lot of it. So you want me to go or you want to say it?
1: <laughs> That's really good. oh Let's go quickly. Um, the Pistons. I root for the Lakers because my favorite NBA player is on the team, and I know I just uh, subjected myself to a lot of criticism coming What's up. it? What's his name? Which player is this? Mo. My five favorite.
3: <laughs> now we ain't ask your five favorite players. Who's your favorite? My favorite. My favorite.
1: My favorite player to watch. Or not now, but my favorite player over over the years um, is Russell Westbrook yes. um, since Kobe since Kobe is retired. Kobe was that's, my favorite player to watch.
3: That's like when the chicks like, "Yo, my favorite person to hang out with is Deion." That's just I mean, it's poor decision making. <laughs> it's just poor decision making. Anyway, what's your next team?
1: Uh, and those two teams I want to win. Um, I cheer for Jason Tatum's success. Uh, with Brad Stevens being gone, he's part of Butler family. His wife is uh, on the board of trustees at Butler, which you all know I work for. So clearly would like the Boston Celtics to to do well. Uh, always want Bradley to do well. Bradley does so much for the St. Louis community. So I like the Wizards to do well. And um, you know what, at the moment, I mean, not even not at the moment, because once again, it's not a bandwagon thing for me. Um, I've been in a place where if your team is mid, The owners will pick up and go or they'll sell. And unfortunately, the definition of mid in the NBA over the last since Reggie Miller is retired and since probably the massive massive palace is the Indiana Pacers. Um, And of course, once again, you don't want the city, you don't want a uh, sports team that you live in, um, in the city that you live in to leave. And so those teams I would like to do well. I watch the most is Lakers and Pistons and Celtics games.
2: I
0: feel like you left out like eight teams that you
2: root for, but
3: yeah. He's
2: you know, being conservative, but that's all right. We'll let him. What leave. is uh sure.
3: what's a, what's Bradley Beal do for do for the city of St. Louis host vaccine clinics?
0: Yo <laughs> Nah. <laughs> yo that's funny because we definitely talked about this shit with bradley bill in the beginning of this of this series but um ml how many of the 17 teams that you just listed have won a championship or been to a championship in the last 15 20 years
1: uh yeah another thing i know i'm about to subject myself to is the uh the zoom champs or excuse me not the zoom champs but uh the the mickey mouse champs but the lakers uh and hey,
3: rest was on that team
1: no, I'm a I'm – a, Anthony Davis is one of my favorite players.
3: Oh, oh. my God, It goes. Another
1: one. Yeah. Another one. I've I I clearly listed before that <laughs> Russell, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, bro, Jason Taylor bro. are my favorite players. <laughs> a, D, a disney Hey, a A-Day-to-Day? Right, relax. A-Day-to-Day? Day, day? Uh, the Lakers, uh, in the last 15 years, obviously, the Lakers three times.
0: Yeah. Uh, where do you? Who <laughs> are you? But where are you rooting for the Lakers before Russ got there?
1: Of course, because of Kobe.
0: Because of Kobe. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. a perfect segue into our next topic, Dion. Why did you
3: react like that when he said "because of Kobe"? Colorado.
0: What the about Colorado? There's a whole the, state. The
3: incident that is the reason that ML's Pistons have a championship.
1: Wow. Let's
3: talk about it, ML. You a Kobe I actually pick-
1: did- yeah, I actually think the Pistons won a championship because Carl Malone got hurt. The Lakers I, believe, really, I think really,
3: it happened because Kobe didn't really have an offseason.
1: Yeah, I am I think the Pistons were the better overall team once the Lakers didn't have enough depth, uh, in my opinion, uh, at that point. I also think because of, you know how it is, if your organization, your chemistry isn't together, that was clearly the end of the road for him and Shaq.
3: You, um, you know what helps chemistry, M.L.? having an off season with the team
1: true true that i cannot see the thing is with you dion you make a lot of true but also statements. You on top really- of
0: on top of all of that though he was dealing with that lawsuit throughout the whole season and everything oh, so and, like- and,
3: um what's vanessa wasn't taking him back anytime soon in that moment so he was dealing with a lot day to day nah she took him back as soon as he bought that big ass ring but bro, nah, it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the same. Like you could see it. They did like I remember seeing them out together. I think they even did interviews together, the body language, like he was dealing with a lot day to day, as he should have, as he absolutely should have. But that wasn't if you get Kobe from 02 or even 05 playing against that Pistons teams or playing against anybody that season, the Lakers destroyed the whole league, bro. They were still the best team in the league. But I understand you're a Kobe fan because he helped you win a ring. I get that. <laughs> it's, part, it's, part of the, it's part of the reason I rock with Brown so much. He got us three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's wild.
0: Okay. All right, so, that's great. Kobe's one of the most polarizing figures in, in like the history of the NBA. Many, many people praise him for his contributions to the game and his accomplishments. Some still slight him every chance they get, as you can see. He's one of the few players, if not the only player, at least that I've heard, that people a lot, a lot of people consider him the GOAT, while a lot of people consider him to be very overrated. Emma, what's your take, your honest take on Kobe on the court? And then we'll get Deion X's opinion after.
1: Yeah, uh, for me longevity should matter here. A person also came back from the Achilles injury, a person uh, who I, in my opinion, worked at his craft as well as anybody that's ever lived. Uh, He did not have the, I would say the physical gifts that had all in terms of his entire career. Uh, But what Kobe did towards the end of his career was really, really work on his craft. I actually, I don't think he was one of the greatest teammates of all time. He would actually admit that. And I'm looking forward to when the Lakers documentary comes up. Uh, but for me, he's the clear number two at his position that has ever lived. Uh, if you were going to find it as shooting guards. Um, and so I I think he's without a doubt, one of the top 10 players uh, that, have, that have ever lived. That doesn't mean that he's, I actually don't think he's top seven uh, in my new rankings. And I can be very objective here. Uh, I believe he's eight or nine. It kind of depends on where you go with Tim Duncan or him. Uh, but for just to list off some of the things, fourth in points, yes. Is Kobe, uh, did he get the shots up? Absolutely. Third in field goal attempts, fifth in field goals made. Um, and one of the things I will say is a blemish on his record. He's also missed the most shots in the uh, History of the game, but he also played one, had one of the longest tenured careers of all time. Uh, five-time NBA champion. Uh, it's as I've been called a loser of by some folks on the show, or in terms of understanding, um, I have a loser mentality per se. You also have to give it up <laughs> to somebody who won uh, five-time uh, five-time NBA champion, seven NBA Finals appearances, and um, two more Finals MVPs uh, than uh, Wardell Stephen Curry has. Um, even though Wardle Wardle, Stephen Curry has one more most valuable player than him, um, but the rings matter. And it's all about June, as uh, some folks say on this podcast. Uh, I can go on and on in terms of listing his accomplishments, but I think one of the things that stand out from in terms of evaluating excellence, 15-time All-NBA team selection, 15 times of where he was considered one of the six best players at his position, or at his position, be a point guard or shooting guard um pretty impressive and then 12 time and i know it's a legacy thing and then for me the 12 time all defensive team selections and some folks will be like oh he was just getting that off of um reputation whatever that looks like the that numbers bullshit. i hate we, that we argument the yeah me too yeah, I,
0: I hate that argument that he only now if you want to talk about the all-star games at the end of his career sure i'll give you that he ain't the first he won't be the last but to say he he was a all um all defensive selection because of His name and not his play is just bullshit because for most of Kobe's career, there were a lot of great defenders in the league, especially wing players. Not so much nowadays, but not many people really play defense anymore.
3: Dion, let's go to you. (laughs) I mean, look, Kobe on the court, I think he uh, has a serial killer like mentality that few players in the NBA, the history of the NBA have. Um, I think it's a disservice to him to compare him to a player that's still ongoing his career, the way ML did, but if that's what you have to do to make the accomplishments sound better then I appreciate that there's always narratives with everything. He definitely has two more finals MVPs and two more rings, which is great because Steph Curry's on the, you know, probably the the favorite to win the NBA title right now, Kyrie's uh, current vaccine status, but that's neither here nor there because it doesn't matter until June, but I think Kobe is one of the greatest players of all time. I think he's probably in my top five. He's a player I looked up to as a kid, somewhat, um, at least on the court. I think his work ethic's phenomenal. Um, the rebranding job he did following the Colorado incident to make people love him again is, uh, is truly one of a kind. But you can't forget some of the off-the-court stuff he did. Um, and no matter what, you know, there's the Colorado incident and then there's an the incident where he snitched on Shaq about uh, cheating on his wife. Um, there's countless incidents of him being a horrible teammate. There's a stunt he did with Smush Parker, which like I get it, Smush Parker, we can all make jokes. But like th- this guy, to me, off the court, wasn't one of the greatest individuals in the world. Um, During his playing days. Sure at the tail
0: end and post career he was doing a lot of stuff off the court that i feel like you can kind of praise him for without forgetting about all the shit that happened before
3: like i said the rebranding job he did was phenomenal um but i just don't think i mean kobe the person i'm not really a huge fan of no, um i mean you know rest in peace no one deserves to die in the manner that he did or die in general but that being said like I, i'm not one to be like oh what happened to him was tragic let's forget everything that happened i can't do that i look at the way that a guy like tiger woods gets treated um whether it's through the media or through just people in general and it's nine day versus the way kobe got treated and if you asked me which person is worse it's, it's me, clearly kobe it's clearly kobe and it's not even close in my opinion and i, I Kobe on the court, phenomenal. I, like I said, I think he's top five, but he's also probably top five worst human beings that ever lace him up. So it, you can have both. And to be fair to him, I promise you, something he would say is to be as good as me, you kind of have to be a big asshole. And oh, he is. Oh, for a
0: fact, I'm pretty sure he was quoted saying something along those lines numerous times. I
3: think I think MJ was, too. Uh, yeah, and MJ is one of his mentors. Yeah. And Tiger, Tiger Woods is also. I mean, look, the the three run in the same. Uh, used to run in the same groups. It's not a coincidence. I I get it. Um, I just I'm just being honest. Like I don't. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Kobe the person. He's not somebody I would love for my son to look up to him on the court and maybe develop that work ethic. But I wouldn't want him to be looking up to Kobe the person.
0: You know. Now that you you know, I I kind of forgot about the Shack incident for a little minute. And then like I just started thinking back, like the Lakers behind the scenes, shit show. Yeah. The, the whole history of the franchise, shit show behind the scenes. Bunch of scumbags. But um X, I want to get your, your take on this. And then I want to circle back to the comment that ML made about winning being everything.
2: Oh, see part of me wants to troll and just be a contrarian and be a dick for no reason but kobe is just one of those subjects that it's like it's hard to really be nuanced about right because like yeah he did some foul shit you know what i'm saying and i think a lot of it got swept under just because it was a different time back then um i my biggest thing with kobe during his playing days was he wasn't a well-adjusted individual, right? He had such a singular focus on his day-to-day that he really didn't know how to interact with people. And so what his entire personality was built around trying to be MJ. He wanted to emulate him on a court, but he also wanted to be the type of leader that MJ was, which is very forceful and talking down to his teammates in an attempt to get the most out of his teammates. But he wasn't a really nice person to his teammates. Now, part of that you understand, right? If you're not working nearly as hard as I am, then no, you don't get the same leeway that I get because you're not working hard enough for it. At the same time, he just didn't know how to be an effective leader. And I feel like, you know, and they even said it like he would try to be the tough guy. But the second that any of his teammates like decided to punch back, he just folded. You know what I'm saying? Because that wasn't really him. He was never a tough guy. That wasn't who he was. So that part of him during his playing days rubbed me the wrong way. But then. You see the human being that he became when he became a father. And look, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the same person I am today that I was before I had my daughters. You know what I'm saying? I'm a lot different. And so it doesn't make up for all the foul shit I probably did in my past. But I can also acknowledge that me today doesn't do the shit that I did me 10 years ago. You feel what I'm saying? And so if I expect other people to give me that leeway, then I kind of have to extend that same courtesy to him and to allow for that growth because shit like kids will definitely change who you are completely. You know what I'm saying? So as far as historical comparison, man, I was so young back then that I judged players on when they played my team that I did I fear them. And Kobe put the fear in God in me whenever my Mavs played them. There they they were points in time where he felt more than the basketball player so i respect him as a hooper and he's all-time great but off the court you know it's a it's a complicated story and i don't think that there's like a simple answer to just there's not one box you can put kobe into but i definitely respect the growth that he made if that makes sense
0: yes it does now i want to start with ux and then we'll go in a i guess a circle triangle whatever you want to call it and we'll end with ml defending himself but when he was giving his take on Kobe, he, he mentioned something about on this podcast, rings matter, as if rings don't matter outside of this podcast. And X started off the podcast talking about his participation trophies. That's why I start with you. Is winning I mean,
2: everything. Yeah. I mean, look, look, I, I really hate that, yo, but I look. I get it. There's different levels of fandom, right? If you just, on Sundays, you want to crack open a beer, you want to throw some meat paws on the grill and barbecue, and watch your favorite team get blown out by 21 points, but you're having an awesome time doing it, hey, more fucking power to you. But me, I'm not that way. You know what I'm saying? It's all about winning rings. And the thing is, once you've won rings, like, I'm a fan of the Yankees, all them rings. My two Giants rings against the 19-0 and Patriots, like, bro, you can never take that shit away from me as a fan. My one Mavericks title, when we beat the big three their first year together, bro, you cannot replicate that feeling that those rings give you by fucking having a respectable second round exit. So that's why I'm like, look, if my teams aren't doing whatever it takes to get in a position to win a ring, I really don't give a shit. And so to me, winning is everything. You know what I mean? Rings are bust,
0: that's it. And to quote Kobe Bryant, it's championship championship or bust every year. If it ain't a championship, it's a failure. Dion.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't I was listening to ML speak. I don't know if this was like per se his exact quote in terms of what he was saying, but um I'll give a Clay Thompson quote that I think ties everything X said around um perfectly. And he was talking about how he's become a role model for Jonathan Kuminga. And the article is basically talking about like what Kuminga could do if he was on a team that gave him more minutes, um, you know, and gave him the ball more. And Clay said, "Basketball, it's very individualized by the media and fans, but at the end of the game, it's a team sport, and banners are timeless." And basically, what he was saying is that that first team all rookie award that let's say Jalen Green's going to win is going to mean nothing in ten years if Kuminga's a three or four time champion that second round exit that play-in tournament that that yeah that play-in tournament that Grizzlies fans love to talk about from last year that means nothing with what's going to happen in June if it were to happen but I just think um in my opinion I think it's a huge moment for fans the city uh the team ML spoke a lot about um what it means for a city to be good in terms of keeping the team and there's nothing that keeps a team more in the city than a championship.
2: Brother, I, I mean, I'm living in Atlanta, brother. Hawks w- won 50 games for a decade straight and no one gave a shit. You know what I'm saying? Because even though they want to finish top three season eats, no one went to the games because they all knew that team didn't have a chance to actually win the title and they didn't care. Then all of a sudden they get Trey Young and now all of a sudden they have hope. So, Yo, you know it's-
0: what's crazy? I'm glad you brought that up, X. I'm sorry to cut you off, but. As y'all know, I wrote a lot about the Hawks last season. Interacting with a lot of Hawks fans, most of them said the same shit. Like, that whole time that you just referenced, stadium was empty. First time making the playoffs in a couple years, and they swore to
2: God Trey Young was going to lead them to the promised land and sell out crowds. And you know what's funny? So since then, right, you remember Josh Smith was a member of that team. Since then, he's pretty much came out and said like, bro, when I was playing, basketball was my job. I wanted to get money. I wanted to fuck bitches. I wanted to do all the things that came with being an NBA player. But as far as me working on my game, I just tried to stay in relatively decent shape. But other than that, I'm not doing anything other than just showing up and ball. And look, for some players, they don't give a shit about rings, right? He was just happy making the money, living the life of an NBA player. He didn't care about being the best possible player that he could be. And, hey, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But that's why you have to respect people like Kobe, who it is about winning. Or like Dirk. Dirk was playing for $12 an hour his last season in the league because he wanted to win a ring. You feel what I'm saying? So you you understand why, why certain players like Kobe and Dirk, they have that adulation from fans because they're like, yo, I want to see a ring. I know that winning a ring is the most important thing to you, and you're going to see that those players are usually the most adored by the fans.
0: And, Mel, I'll let you take it away before we move on to the next topic.
1: yeah, so i'm a this one's tough for me because i'm I'm gonna speak on it from a coach's mentality, but also from the mentality of understanding how organizations or administrations have to work and no, the, once again, none of this is why I love your podcast too, all right, uh, and you all are rarely wrong outside of like, when you're predicting games, when you have to spit real facts, real life situations, you guys are excellent at providing examples. And then being able to bring it home into like, quite candidly, like being able to bring your home into some real nigga shit, period. And I love that. That's authentic. I also think it's authentic to understand there are organizations that are not built to win right now and they have to get to a formula so that they are able to do so. In your podcast sometimes you were saying like, well it doesn't matter if y'all don't if you don't win the ring. But I also don't think that but when X and I, you and I have gone back and forth about Luca's success in the playoffs and that he shouldn't be blamed for those things, but should the Mavs be blamed for not being in a position to build a roster based upon certain constraints, etc. And I'm using the Mavs because that's your team. Everybody knows that that's your team uh, from a loyal perspective uh, and yet yeah, you don't critic, you do criticize you do a great job of criticizing the organization, but are they really built to win right now so they are doing the best of what they have at in the moment or in certain playoff situations which you've used to defend Luca's play in the playoffs. So I'm wondering like how you can not have your cake and eat it too per se There are some teams that have to bottom out to able to build themselves, but they're also there's organizations that are not destinations as well. There's a reason why why uh, the Pacers wouldn't have been able to get Anthony Davis and Paul George in the same team, because they don't want to be able to, no free agents wants to come and live in, in Indiana uh, for their, uh, for their final years or for that next third or third largest or their, for their uh, second contract or their third contract uh, when they're able to be a free agent fully. So I, I use that. I'm just confused sometimes about, you saying like winning is everything and all that should matter, but losing, Young, but
2: sometimes you need to lose in order sure. to win. See, like for the Giants, I didn't want my Giants to win a single game this season. I wanted to go 0 18, 0 17 the hard way because, in the best thing to put yourself in a position to compete, sometimes it's to bottom out and get top tier talent. And if you're not a destination like Oklahoma, then bottoming out and tanking is what's necessary as opposed to the Pacers, who will never pay the luxury tax, are afraid to make any any significant trades because they're happy being a sixth seed and getting two home games per year and the owner pocketing that money. So even though the Pacers have had more sustained success from a winning perspective, they're not doing what it takes to win a championship. So I view what OKC is doing as better than what Indiana is doing, even though one is winning more. Because the ultimate goal, Oklahoma City has is gonna have a better chance at reaching the ultimate goal by doing what they're doing now. You feel me?
0: Yeah. So I agree with you, ML, as far as like the whole process thing. And then like to X's point, you can trust the process, but for so long, if the process don't result in the championship, then none of that shit mattered.
2: None of it. I disagree. I think I think Sam, look, you when you really think let's, no 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 let's ex- see
0: don't don't talk about don't talk specifically about that one situation. I know I quoted Sam Hinky, but I'm just generally speaking. Like look look at the Knicks right. I I, I was saying all I was yes. saying all last year. I was saying all last year trade Randall and Tank, but they went on a little win streak and they're like oh shit we have a chance to make the playoffs. Who cares if we get eliminated in the first round? We just made the playoffs for the first time in nearly a decade. Fuck that, bro. If you would have tanked, you could have got a top three pick. And then who knows? Maybe you got fucking Evan Mobley on the Knicks instead of bum ass Julius Randle. And the future's a little brighter. And you actually have something you can build around. But when you want to cut corners and feel like, oh, we got something here, when in reality you don't, then nothing matters, bro. Like you, if you're going to trust the process, trust the process. You can go through all the hoops and rings. But if it does not result in a championship, None of that shit means anything to me.
1: That that's wild to hear that from you, Larry, because of how you're a fan of a team that hasn't won an NBA championship since
0: 1973. Yeah, and I'm also a, a fan of a bang, MLB. I'm, I'm a fan of an MLB team that hasn't won a championship since 1986. That sure. do, that doesn't make me any less upset at them
2: when we don't win or do the things that are necessary to put ourselves in a position to win. Wait, so that begs a question is ml the biggest loser on this podcast yo listen i'm July? a giant first of all <laughs> first of all i bet giants won two
0: rings since i've been alive the mets have been to two world series even though they lost they've been to lose it all
2: That's see look no not, i'm not gonna let you up. start with that Fuck up that's before the loser I mute you, bro bro that's the loser t- all
0: right so as i was saying they've made it to the championship they just did so they trusted the process The process worked to an extent, but it didn't end in the ring. So, again, none of that shit means anything to me. I don't care if they finish in second place. I want a championship. The Giants are the only team that I've ever rooted for that have brought me a championship. I'm still upset with the way things went with the Knicks. I still feel like they should trade Julius Randle, even though they won't get nearly as much as they could have last year. And I fucking am upset every year with the Mets, but I've come to expect certain things until now we have a new regime. I'm trying to trust the process again. Things look better. But no, ML's the biggest loser. He roots for more teams than me.
2: How could I? And fuck you. <laughs> well, Dion, <laughs> so, chime in. Dion be quiet. Let Dion
0: keep his mouth shut. Let's move on from all this loser talk and let's do a little bit of celebrating. Come on. Martin Luther King Day just passed. the the nba has the most black coaches most minority coaches than it has in the history of the league there are currently 12 head coaches in the nba that are black five of them i believe if my my math could be off i'm a little high but i believe five of them are first-time head coaches uh, we got Jamal Mosley with the Orlando Magic, Chauncey Billup with the Portland Trailblazers, Willie Green with the New Orleans Pelicans, Ime Udoka with the Celtics, Wes Unsell Jr. with the Washington Wizards. So I, I guess that's five. I don't know. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's not
3: a first-time head coach, though. Oh, my bad. I thought you just said black head coach. That's oh, not no, 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 no. That's are I said. No, He's he not no, listening. No. Yeah, it's cool. Lark. Uh, he's just not listening. <laughs> he's thinking
0: about he's thinking about pushing OJ. He ain't worried about break the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, but nah, so we got, we got 12, we got 12 black head coaches, six of them first time head coaches. Now, let's go in a circle. We'll start with ML since he's our guest. Who would you say out of all the first time head coaches is doing the best job? And mm-hmm. what do you think these coaches? Well, yeah, let's. Who's doing the best job so far?
1: Man. I didn't know you were going to hit me with that question because I don't want to come across biased. Nah,
0: you're not going to be biased. Look, at the end of the day, most of them are in fucked up situations. uh And this is all their first time leading the team.
1: So for me, given the situation... um, and What's Unsell Jr., isn't it? E, no, actually, and I'll say why it's not. I actually think that Adoka is past unsel Jr. on the fact of the rumors. I don't like the rumors that I'm coming out about Montres Harrell. Like, I don't understand why they're trying to trade if the, they're trying to build a culture and trying to win so that Bradley will want to stay. Montres Harrell helps you win regular season NBA games. He does. It's not going to help you in the playoffs, though. Sure. But who can right now for the Wizards? Like the Wizards are one. In, like there's the Wizards are not winning a playoff series, right? As True. constructed. True. Or what trade can they make to for them to win a playoff series? None. Okay. So for me, you know what? I'm fine with saying West Unsell Jr. Uh, to the fact that uh, I like the Wizards, of, once again, of like they don't need Bradley to be excellent to win every game, the Celtics need either Jalen or Jason to be excellent and win every game. Now, I, I know we've had the conversation about schedules, et cetera. Actually, I actually think the Celtics are going to finish, not even in the seven through 10, I actually think the Celtics are going to finish six. Um, but I think at the end of the season, I think it'll be a darker. Right now, after you can say that it's Weston, so junior. I, I so I'm not trying to cop out. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen.
0: Okay. And is there anything that you feel like unselled specifically could do better
1: right now yeah um they got to finish games better uh and part of that is making sure that and and bradley's just not having as good a season as he did last year he i think last year he uh he played really 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 well the last four months of the season uh and right now he's right now he's not playing like the all-star vote leader like he was last year and scoring at that prowess but however the team is uh one more game so how do you how do you balance that but for me i would like to see him be better in the last five minutes of situation in the last five minutes of crunch time uh,
0: right, for them before we get these other guys take on this i i feel like i have to say something because you pointed out that he was the all-star vote leader last year Personally, I think that was strictly narrative-based because so many people were upset that he didn't make the All-Star game the year before, because even though he was the leading scorer. But uh, Dion, I know because he
1: started over Trey.
0: Nah, no, it's because remember a lot of people the year before he missed. He didn't get voted into the All-Star game, and there was a lot of people complaining that he didn't make the All-Star game, even though he was the nba's leading scorer so i feel like a lot of his votes were narrative based last year even though he did play well but in a regular season without the bullshit that happened before i don't see him getting more all-star votes than Giannis, kd steph and shit
1: there's some um, pity votes you're right and the campaign was really strong because of he did get screwed the year before you're not yeah wrong. that was it narrative based yeah
0: not saying he didn't deserve to be an All Star last year. I'm just saying a lot of those votes were bullshit. Dion, even though you're a racist against your own people, who would you say is the black first time head coach doing the best job so
3: far in the NBA? Uh, look, the accusations are wild, uh, but <laughs> I mean it's just ridiculous. Yo, know, what's, your, what's your favorite color, said The one that throws the ball in that pocket. However, you want to take that is up to you. All right, nah, but let's go back to the NBA, all jokes aside. Uh, it's gotta be West Until I mean the other teams stink. (laughs) Oh,
2: they all stink. Can we all right? Can we just be real?
3: I mean, the Wizards stink. stink. The Wizards stink stink too, but the Wizards are at least exceeding expectations. The other ones
2: they started off. I think they're still riding that that hot streak, the hot start to the season, but
0: they, I don't think anyone ex- would have
3: had the Wizards that, in this position if you if you were chosen to give well, out their first four the
2: Wizards times. started out the season 10 and 1, then they ended up like
0: 10
3: and 8 assists. If, if I could like take that. a
2: victory lap, I one of my bets on Josh Ebley's show. One of my locks was Wizards over. So, yes. Somebody what was the number? In this what was the number, X? Uh, 38 and a half. Okay,
3: so you had Wizards over 38. They have, like, 22 wins already. We're halfway They have through 23, the year. exactly. That's they have 23 like- wins. We're halfway through the year. They're exceeding yeah. expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, that, that's <laughs> my what I was going to
0: get at,
2: though, because you were talking
0: so about right in the hard start.
3: Wes Unsel is clearly the best one because the other ones stink. I don't think the wizards stink for exceeding expectations.
2: I think I think you doka, low-key, I think you might be doing the worst job. Oh, yeah. And and his What? Wife. Listen, listen, hear me out. He has the My most apologies. talent. He I, has the I, most talent. I like talent. Y-
1: y'all interrupted people all the time on the show. I just thought it was cool. No, 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 no yeah, you can't. You You're can, good, you can.
2: you good to but interrupt I, this nigga. But I got a but I got a good point. I do have a good point. I'm not I just trolling. Let X give his three-minute
0: nuance take where
2: he says. You know, I gotta nothing. get my soliloquy off. All right, I'll be brief. He has the most talent. B, he has no control of that locker room. How many times have his players been in the media throwing passive aggressive shots at each other at him? How many times has he gone out there and blamed the players and 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 not taking the blame himself? What are we up to? Like five or six? How many players-only meetings have they had? Three or four? Like if there's one is one thing. To lose games. Cool. But that team is not playing unified. That team is soft. It has no heart. And I don't think any team has given up more fourth quarter leads or has has a worse net, net rating in the fourth quarter amongst teams that are supposed to be good than the Celtics. That's all coaching. That's all in-game adjustments. That's all about playing the proper lineups. That's all about having your team prepared to play. And so far. The Celtics suck in all those areas. Not only that, they got two of the league's best wing players, and they're horrible to watch. Like, it really pains you to watch Celtics games. ML, you claim to watch Celtics games. Don't tell me you have a good time doing so, because them motherfuckers stink. Keep it real. Yeah,
1: I think you was about to give an answer before I, I jump back in,
3: brother. Uh, No, I was just saying, I think... Uh... I mean, I think Ime Udoka has done uh, the least with the most. And whether whether he improves upon that in the second half of the season, I guess, is to be determined. I mean, but... the those are growing
2: have- pains. Legit growing pains. First-time coach, I get it. He might have been a little bit over his head. But to say he's doing the best job or, or doing a good job, eh,
3: stretching it. I also think he's going to be a scapegoat. Brad's going to blame him. I don't think he... I've, I've been saying it since he may got hired. I didn't think he would make it out a out year.
0: I'll say this real quick. Um, I did a quick little search through NBA.com after X's comment about the fourth quarter. The Celtics per game are 23rd and plus minus as a team in the fourth quarter. There's only two playoff teams behind them, like two teams behind them that were in the playoffs last year.
2: Everybody and I didn't even know that's horrible. that. I just pulled that out of my ass from the eye test alone. So Yeah, because they,
0: they, the fourth quarter meltdowns have been ridiculous with Boston, which was I found interesting when ML was giving his take. But he made he brought up some good points. But you held that against Wes Unseld, yes, and, and, and you I, didn't hold it against Eme.
1: Well, I didn't make the case for Eme quite yet, and I, that's what I'm saying in terms of okay. I actually agreed with everybody here that it is West Unsell thus far. I think Udoka is going to finish as the best one. Uh, And I don't, and at the end of this NBA season. So right now they're tied for fourth, whatever, based upon um, opponents, like in terms of them with defense right now, out of all the Eastern Conference teams. Uh, in terms of how many points per game they've allowed or right next to feet, uh, Philadelphia, et cetera, 105.6, 105.7, fine, in terms of uh, their, their points per
2: game. ML, ML sounded shaky. We who's got to on him the ropes th- so you
1: don't finish them off. Who, no, 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 the Celtics are fifth.
3: Who, but, okay, in so of, who, I'm talking who, about Eastern Conference. Who's six and seven? Because if you're fifth in your own conference for defensive, that doesn't sound terribly impressive to me.
1: Sure, so the Raptors, and I, I understand that, but Raptors and Bucks. Okay. Uh, the Bulls' nets are all behind the Pacers.
3: Well, the Bulls stink, nets stink on defense at least. Sure. The Raptors. Who's in front team. of them? The
1: Sixers, the Knicks, yeah. and that's because of the pace. Oh, play.
0: okay. That's what I was just waiting for. That's all.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Bro. All right. Bro. So they're going to be tied. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about that. What got the they. Year in year in where in where we capture Knicks over bet, which is going to be shitty, but carry on. Um, yeah, I'm definitely
0: going to have to pay Carter Elliott a couple dollars for that bet. <laughs> man,
1: <we laughs> I, don't, I
3: don't know if, uh, Emma, I want you to finish your point, but I don't know if you're in a position to discuss other people's over-under bets.
1: <laughs> Too Shane, you know what? It'll be interesting to see how that goes at the end of the year. It uh, doesn't need difference. to see how it goes. We're two I weeks away on that much, one. Dude. I
0: hate how much I support the Warriors yeah. because of Dion. Like I fuck with the Warriors since Monte Ellis was there. I would never call myself a fan. But I fuck with the Warriors. And I love Steph. Steph is one of the greatest players I've ever watched play the game. But this nigga, Dion, makes me want to go against them. I just
3: can't. I appreciate that little rant you went on, that soliloquy, as X calls it. But over here, <laughs> we don't care.
1: It is so hard to watch Boston at the end of games because Adoka is a pop disciple and None of what the hell they run at the end of the games reminds me of anything like this. They Spurs don't run anything. Do. It's just like, yo, my turn, your turn. You know? What I'm yeah, I mean, Touche. but even
0: when Brad was there, though, it's always been, all right, whatever Jalen and Jason decide, that's what we're going to do.
2: Uh, I mean, look, low key, don't this have is a conversation is about problem. Tatum. Tatum is yeah. not that guy. What He's that good, mean? but he ain't good enough, in the words of Grit to kiss. That means that he is good at what he does. But it's time that we acknowledge him for what he is—a one-dimensional scorer. He doesn't make anybody better. He's not a leader in any way, either through his play on court or vocally. Like he, nobody wants to run through a wall for Jason Tatum. He just want to do step-back shots and do what he. He's do only twenty-three, and... though, bro. I, yeah, look, nah, here we go. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that he's not going to get better. Okay, but yeah. I think a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the conversation around him you guys are giving him credit for what you expect him to be, but he's not that yet. So just oh. acknowledge him for what he is and say, look, I acknowledge his upside is top five in the league, but his current play uh,
1: 26, 27th in the league based that on impact on winning. Ridiculous <laughs>
2: to
3: say,
1: I can't believe that. You tell me right now that you don't think Jason Tatum's a top 20 basketball player in the world. Uh, t-
2: In terms of talent. Yes. In terms of his impact on winning. No. Okay, I I'm, I'm, look, he's a talented player, but he is what he is. No one there's, there's not a single player on the Celtic on the Celtics whose life is easier because they get to play next to Jason Tatum. In fact, You can tell from a lot of players' body language that they hate playing with Jason Tatum because he will look off teammates just so he can chuck up some step-back contested bullshit. Now, he's a tough shot maker, and sometimes those shots are going to go in. And when they do, it's all cheers and high fives. But when they don't, why do you think that they give up so many 4th quarter leads? Who has the ball in his hands during those fourth quarters? It's Jason Tatum. And the coaches trusted him to make the decision, play in and play out, on what the best thing for the team is. And oftentimes it results in the worst thing, which is why they implode. That's on Jason Tatum. Am I right or am I wrong? Because if I'm tripping, tell me I'm tripping.
1: You did. I do have you quoted as saying that they have two of the best wing combos or they have the, one of the best wing combos in the entire sure. league. Sure, and sure. But, but Jalen Brown, let's be Brown. honest. Jaden
2: brown doesn't get discussed on the same level as jason tatum for some reason i think that they're closer than most people give him credit for but we all agree and i agree too tatum's ceiling is higher he has more upside so he's talked about differently so yes brown has a lot of the same shortcomings that tatum has but the expectations on brown are less than the expectations on tatum based on who we expect tatum to ultimately be I take that silence as you agree with me. I know I just dropped the mic. No, I'm you know not. I'm
1: I'm, I, I'm just trying to make sure I'm not going ahead of the host because I'm Dion uh is a basketball savant too, and I didn't want to make I didn't want to step over things. I not just, just think I,
3: I don't know if I agree with X uh entirely. Uh I do think I think Tatum's much closer to his peak than any of you guys do. Uh I I believe he's on his second contract now, even is this his first or second year within that second contract? It I'm kicks up. in next year. Okay. So he's on, you know, he's about to be on his second contract then. I don't see the improvement coming in the manner to make the difference. I think he's a number two on a championship team. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. What do wrong. you have him? Quick question. What do you have him
2: ranked? Do you have him clo- ranked closer to the top 10 or closer to 25, 27 where I do? In terms of
3: impact? Uh, I probably got him right in between Emma. Where did you have him ranked? Cause you he has him 25, 26, 27. You have him what? 13th.
1: Yo, 13. Dion, we, we could I probably got him. 12. I probably
3: got him anywhere between I probably got him right in the middle of you two. Like, like, I, like I think 20 you two are 22nd. You guys are both on that's... the extreme edge of it. Probably like 1920. Uh fair. Yeah. I mean that's not ludicrous.
2: We talked about just long this season though, 10. right? We the, the pro- this
3: season. In general, the problem to me they have is that I don't think I think Tatum gets talked about like he's like he's like that dude, and Jalen Brown's like his sidekick. When in reality, I think they're both much closer to being the exact same individual.
1: I agree. Talk about. It. Talk about I it. agree. I agree. I'm not even I'm not even on the front of that. His efficiency from three point percentage has dipped immensely, and that's because he started on incredibly cold. His field goal percentage overall has dipped because of how bad he's shooting uh, from the three point line, uh, unfortunately, and I, he's taken more of them this year. So it's like, okay, you and by a little, a little margin, but he only took he only took four threes in the 18-19 year, uh, into where you know it's time with Kyrie. He t- he's taking eight now a game. It's a lot. It's a lot, and so he's got to get better on that front. No doubt about it. I agree.
3: I also think like 90% of the, just me individually, I'm not going to speak for X or yourself. 90% of the reason I would rank him close to that top 20, if not in the top 20 is defense, which has completely fallen off a cliff this year. And if his defense decides to stay at the manner it's been this year, he's far closer to what X hasn't ranked at than he is what you haven't ranked at, or even what I haven't ranked at, because what makes him special is the two way capabilities. And right now he doesn't have that.
1: The last few games, and I know it's a five-game sample versus what we're talking about forty-one, because now every team has played half the season. I have seen since Idoka, and this is this is why I'm happy that he actually said something. And people are like, "Man, you can't be a first-year coach and like call somebody out." Those two need to be coached hard because they need because there was, admittedly, Bradley Kent Stevens is a very chill. Everything's okay. Nothing's too bad. Nothing's too awesome. Our team is fine. That attitude wasn't going to take the Celtics above the bucks, the current nets. Um, and unfortunately the heat, which we found out in, in Disney world, et cetera, they kind of need somebody like Udoka, but then partially, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately the roster composition is horrible. It almost is unfortunately for me, very comparable to the roster composition that is happening on the other coast with LA. Um, They need a get-in-your-face type point guard who can be able to set the table to where Jason and Jalen aren't doing this your turn, my turn type thing to be able to, once again, settle things down and then play off of and that point guard saying, play off of me and then let's focus on winning. Your stats will come if we focus on winning.
0: I mean, you also need to run some damn plays like, in general, and stop freestyling everything and just let Jalen and Jason do whatever they want.
1: It's sad to watch, and that's what I'm saying. I'm having a hard time on the offensive side, seeing Udoka uh, and what he what he's pressed upon them of, uh, unfortunately, of, like, letting them kind of do more in the ISO thing because uh, I think it's hurting them to finish games. They should be at least seven or eight games above 500, not the one that they are.
2: I, see, I disagree. I don't I don't think they should be. I think the talent is what it is, and I think, the again, the conversation around them after they made that Eastern Conference finals run four years ago, they've been riding that shit ever since, That people just think that they're supposed to be back there. Nah, like, yeah, they got two wings, but that's it. Who else do they have on that team that's worth a damn? Horford's a corpse. Fucking Marcus Smart stinks. You know what I'm saying? Like, who do they have? So I think I think this is who they should be. I think it was evident by their record with Stevens. And now you bring in a new coach and those two players are Westbrook like and that they're very uncoachable, very stubborn. And you're going to play 500 basketball when you have stubborn stars who don't want to acquiesce.
1: So I will give this and you mentioned the fourth quarter efficiency. This is These are, in my opinion, the difference between winning organizations uh, that you can be able to see that will hopefully translate. Because what you do, you know, you practice what you preach is to be able to translate into the playoffs as well. Boston, unfortunately, right now from a plus-minus perspective in the fourth quarter is a, a minus 1.2. You can look and see how many one possession losses they have. It's up there. On the flip of that, and that's because they're blowing teams out and they're letting people sit, it's Golden State. And where they're number one. Uh, And I'm only saying that, like, deferring, not only because Deion's here, but you can see the difference. Golden State being one. Phoenix is third. Uh, Crazy enough, San Antonio's fourth. So it's a thing of, like, pop, you know, how he's letting some things go. And this is where I will give credit to, uh, in my opinion, of what I've seen lately. In the beginning of the year, Wes Unsell Jr. had a plan for how to finish games. Now, Dinwiddie and them, they were hurt a little bit. Uh, Trez wasn't performing at what he has lately. Washington's fifth. But all of that, unfortunately, like you could be able to, it's not been as great over the last 10.
0: Okay, I'm tired of talking about this shit. I ain't do much talking, mostly y'all niggas, but you know, regular shit don't break the bank. Anyway, we got, we got the NFL Why are division. Why you so around.
2: sassy? You so sassy, like. <laughs> yeah, he be sassy low key. Yo, he's can I be talking a plug shit? For y'all, though? Yo, this because... nigga sway. He's Molly on first take, y'all swear. Like, I haven't done opinion
1: too, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, right. All right. us first four of doing the ranking though soon. Nah, like okay. us four, we're gonna be hosting the show together. Like we're gonna combine CNC and 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 BTB when we do the other half because the Hoops Avengers bitches are dead. So we're gonna be doing the other half of the top fifty. Oh no, I
0: look, listen, I like talking shit to these motherfuckers because they're funny as hell. But I only made that comment because I said I'm tired of talking about it, but I really didn't say anything. But um, let's move on to the NFL, man. We got the divisional round coming up this weekend. Yeah. Cincinnati yeah. Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans 430 game. Uh Derrick Henry's coming back, right? Allegedly. He he's finally gonna get back on the field. Uh X, what do you expect from the Titans? What do you expect from this game? Oh, right now they got the Titans minus three and a half. It's only Tuesday. So we'll see if that changes.
2: It's you know what it is. I'm going to be real with the Bengals. I feel like their team is a house of cards because of that offensive line, because all it takes is a front forward that can put pressure without blitzing and their entire offense can collapse. And low key, I don't really trust their defense. So I feel like, yeah, they've been thriving and playing well but it don't take much for them to really get their ass whooped. So that gives me pause and it's possible Henry could just run right down their throats pause. So, Oh, I'm leaning Tennessee, but that three, three and a half, man, I don't know. I, I have, I don't know which way I'm leaning yet. What's the total
3: Eric? Like? The total is... 47, 47. I like that. I like that. You like the over? You like yeah. the over or the under? I love the I love the over in that. I think the Bengals' offense is good enough to get twenty, no matter what. Even if the offensive line is like completely trash, and then I think I don't trust the Bengals' defense at all. So the Titans should be able to get close to thirty ish. And
2: that that Tennessee secondary is food. So if anybody's going to eat, it's going to be Jamar Chase. So, oh man, I'm leaning back. I'm I'm leaning Cincinnati plus three and a half.
0: Yeah, I know you love key. the over, Dion, but I need your pick for the spread, man.
3: Um uh, the Titans, I guess. Three and a half. I yeah, I guess I'll take the Titans. How I see you, more man? ways that the I see more ways that the Titans can score the ball than the Bengals.
0: Yeah, and the Titans defense has been playing better lately as well. But I do love that Bengals offense. ML, who you got? Titans minus three and a half or the Bengals?
1: Can I buy a half point? <laughs> Hell no. no. The Bengals. Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to this weekend. But anyways, no, nah, I think the Bengals are good. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. You know, I'm buying a half point this weekend. I think the Bengals, let me give you a score. Uh I like 28 20. I actually I like 30 27, which is why I like the ogre as well. Uh and I think the Titans will win, but I think the Bengals can cover three and a half.
0: Okay. I'm gonna go Titans minus three and a half. So is everybody in love with the over here? X, how you X, feeling about X, that
3: 47 X, points? X didn't I, sound like he liked it that much.
2: I don't like the over. I don't like the over. I could I could see this game being seven three at halftime, honestly. So um I'm, I'd probably if I I would probably love to tease the over some, and then take the under. But I'll stay away because that forty-seven is right in that right in that area. But I'm gonna take the Bengals plus three and a half. Um, I think they if if the Titans are gonna run the ball with Henry, that's gonna limit the possessions, and so if the Bengals can bend but not break in the red zone, I think they keep it close. So give me Bengals plus three and a half
0: okay Dion has to lead this one saturday night 8 15 primetime game we got the san francisco 49ers at six point underdogs against the cheeseheads Dion, money. i know you're going san francisco money line money line. tell the listen tell the listeners why they shouldn't just think you're a biased and they should follow you
3: it's simple bro I th- i believe the um I believe that the Packers have the 29th or 30th-ranked run defenses in the league. We're one of the best-running teams in the NFL. Our one weakness, in my opinion, obviously outside quarterback, but our major weakness when you look at the three phases of the game is special teams. We're ranked 24th. The Packers are ranked 31st. Um, Yo, fam, you really came here with special team stats, bro. It's a big deal when you're talking about the Niners. We give, a, If you look at our games, we, we give a lot of points we get because of special teams. That's a big deal. I think the run game is going to be a problem. They're not going to be able to run on us. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to have that much time. They're a very good team. I think we're the kryptonite. Um, when I look at the NFC and I look who's left, y'all better hope Tampa win on Sunday. Because if, <laughs> if it's just L.A. and Green Bay... I mean, the dream scenario is we get the Cowboys, Packers, and the Rams. That's the that's the three easiest matches in the league for us. I'm taking money line. I'm also sprinkling Niners to win the championship plus 1,000.
0: Uh, so, wait, wait, wait. Say that last part again?
3: <laughs> Did I hear yes. that
0: correctly? I'm going to
3: sprinkle Niners to win the Super Bowl plus 1,000.
0: Okay.
3: I now, think there's only, like, I don't necessarily want to play the Bucks, but I don't think the Bucs are that good either. And then I look at the ASC, as long as the Chiefs lose, I don't think there's anybody over there at the Night. Wait, after play.
0: everything you just said about the Packers' defense and after you watch the Bucs shut down that Philly run offense. Shut down Philly? Just <laughs> I'm not talking about their offense in general. They're rushing attack. <laughs> It shut they down a you know, rushing attack that was pretty potent the last few weeks of the NFL
3: or, or the NFL regular season. We're talking about Kyle Shanahan's run game, Elijah Mitchell versus D- Debo Samuel versus Philly. No, no, no. I'm talking They about... got Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, and whoever the fuck. It's, it's level so – All right, so you're it's not worried 30. about
0: Tampa's rush defense at all? Not terribly. Not terribly. Okay. ML, who you got?
1: The I wrote spread
0: is six points.
1: I got it, brother. Um, I like the nine Kyle Shane has something against uh or, or has something on the Packers. They play them incredibly close. I like the pack I like the 49ers to cover. Uh I want to I'm gonna throw the Packers in the 10 point tees and catch some points for them. They they're if they were to lose, then they're losing by more than the field goal. Uh so but Green Bay's gonna win, and I only say that because I don't like what's going on with Warner, and what's up with and what's going on with Bosa. What's the latest? It's Tuesday, Warner,
3: Warner was a limited participant in practice today, and what what Bosa went out with? He had a little headache or something.
1: Are they hundred percent though? Bosa gonna play on
3: Sunday. Yeah, Warner, if
0: Bosa plays, I'm Bosa going. To- if Bosa
3: plays, I'm going San Francisco. They both they both gonna play. They both gonna play. I kind of want to. If go you San think Francisco an NFL team one, be look not, I'm not saying I'm not saying you know not to take a concussion protocol seriously and CTE seriously. If you think an NFL team is letting Nick Bosa not play because of that, you got another thing coming on Saturday, bro. I I watched Patrick Mahomes nearly die on the field last year in the divisional round. I have to be helped off the field after he nearly fell over just trying to stand up and figure out where he was. And six days later, he played. Will Bosa practice this week? Probably not. But an NFL team's not going to let him not play.
1: Okay.
2: Very okay. good. Um, the first time these two teams played, the Packers were favored by three, and they didn't cover. So, from a value perspective, them laying six points to the same team, but without a, a Smith at full strength, without Jair Smith at full strength, yeah, they're coming back, but nobody knows how how many snaps still play. From a value perspective, the play is Niners plus six. Do mm-hmm. I think the Packers win? Yes, but I just feel like there's more value on the Niners because six points is a lot to be laying. So give me the Niners plus six and fuck look, you, Dion. Look,
0: I already yeah. know. You know, on this pod, it's not it's not good when I agree with you. Oh but, fuck. That's a death
2: wish. But might as well like that money on but, fire.
0: But I'm with Dion on this though. Like if Nick Bosa alone, if he alone is playing on Sunday, or well, Saturday, I think the I think the 49ers win this game, not just cover the spread. If he doesn't play, it might be an ass whooping that Dion never forgets, kind of like his pops when he
3: was a kid. I think I think no matter what happens, we're gonna cover their spread. We'll cover the six 4 them bitches. Ooh, talking spicy.
0: Sound like ML and Dion need to make a side bet on the side. I like talking shit and instigating. Don't mind me. Sunday, the first game for Sunday, we got the Rams at the Buccaneers at three o'clock. Let me go first.
2: Of course,
0: you because two weeks ago, two weeks ago, you wasn't hey. a Rams hey. fan anymore,
2: and then they they blow out the Cardinals, and you look back man. on Stafford's jockstrap. I'm an emotional person. I can carry (laughs) it I apologize to Matthew Stafford and his family. But it's Rams all the way. Give me the fucking Rams. Give me the plus three. Give me the fucking money line. Plus 130. Preseason, I told all you bums, I don't know what you're talking about, about the NFL, that it was Rams season. and Y'all laughed me out the fucking green room. Who's laughing now, bitches? Let's go Rams.
0: We gonna see. That was the most nuanced take you every game.
3: (laughs) We gonna see.
0: All right, Dion. Who you got? I, hope, I mean, wait, I, for the listeners, because X ain't even let me get to that part. It's a three-point spread. The Bucks are the favorite, obviously.
3: I want our sons to win. I hope the Rams win. I'll take a money line just because.
0: Now, who do you think is going to win? Because we all know, you made it very clear that you do not really want to match up against the Bucs. You would much rather face the Rams. Who do you uh, think actually wins this game or covers the spread? Not what you
3: want, but logically speaking. Um, uh, I don't know. I honestly, when I hear these spreads, I, I lean towards the totals a lot. But I mean, I, it's you said it's three flat, or is it three and a half? Three, three flat. flat, three flat. Well, we know on Sunday you're probably going to buy points, but for the sake of the show... No, I'm taking Ram's money line on Sunday, but for the sake of the show, I'll say that I I would think... I guess... Honestly, I kind of like Ram's money line no matter what. Aaron Donald up the middle, that's the only thing that really bothers Brady. Ramsey's going to have Evans in hell. Oh, my God. He's going to have him in a torture
2: rack for fucking 48 minutes. I can't wait. So whatever the under is on Mike Evans' yards, take the under. No, it was... Was Razor no
0: Ramon you I mean, what was it, Lex Luga? Was Lex Luga or Razor Ramon one of your favorite wrestlers growing up, bro? Like, you constantly met, referenced the torture rack.
2: <laughs> Razor Ramon, baby. Hey, Chico. Which is one of the hey, most racist Chico. wrestlers ever. Yo, but you know what? The wrestling version man.
1: of Scarface. White shout man out to Scott Hall, My know man had the said?
2: toothpick. Yeah, with the Jerry Carols.
0: A fucking hey.
1: great video game that was. Super Nintendo.
0: ML, who you got? Bucks or Rams?
1: The Rams are gonna cover. Um Cam Akers, did y'all see that boy yesterday? Man, oh man. He who is, who is he going against? I understand. I understand another one of your sons, the Cardinals. I got you. I got Which, you. Bro,
2: I told y'all they was frauds. I've been saying it on Break the Bank for weeks that the Cardinals are fraudulent and Shout out to Max Weezy, who said Kyler Murray is better than Dak and fucking he top is, three bro. in the league. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is Clint Kingsbury's a fuckboy, all right, but. All right. I told you. All you got to do is play zone against Kyler. Make him throw in the tight windows, he falls apart. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. You, you know just sure? spoke for 600 minutes, and ML still ain't his pick. I got
1: the ribs plus three. I said that. My bad. My bad. All right, I so you- I, got, I got the ribs one. plus three
0: uh i won't i can't bet against brady but this is an ugly matchup that defense on the rams is od but it's I'm really not though
2: they got three players really but yeah. it just so happens that those three players attack the middle brady pressure up the middle and take out their number one wide receiver when the rest of their wide receivers are hurt so their top players can cancel out the buck's biggest weapon so but- you know
3: I, I hope Aaron Donald enjoys his last game of the season on Sunday because even, even if they win, we won't even know he's playing in the NFC Championship, just like every other game against Kyle Shanahan. Where's Aaron?
1: <laughs> bootleg left, bootleg right. Where's yeah. Aaron? Uh, Larry, I just the, – the Rams remind me the most of those Saints teams that Brady has problems with. That's why I'm going Rams. I don't like, it. I, like. i not never. On the only
0: time I ever go against Brady is when he played the Giants. I just got into. I was just going through some bullshit in my group chat earlier today. It was like, oh, so you gonna bet on Brady? When the fuck would I go against Brady? I'm not an idiot. But the last game of the round, which is pretty much a a pick 'em at this point, is only a one and a half point spread. I'm pretty sure I know what everybody's gonna say. But we got the Chiefs versus the Bills. 6.30 Sunday evening, ML, who you got? Are you are you going to be like everybody else in America and pick the Chiefs, or are you going with Bills Mafia?
1: It's the hardest game on the board. Um, I think it's going to be the hardest game in the playoffs to pick. So one thing also, X, you and I talked about this. You were saying, like, plus three, like, it's usually what Vegas is telling you. Like, apparently now Vegas has now changed – Based upon this particular NFL schedule, that two and a half is what the points that they give you for being at home. Gotcha. And the Chiefs, so that's letting me know that Vegas they think
2: Buffalo is better.
1: Yes,
0: yes, yeah. yes, and yeah, I don't think it's because everybody's hammering the the Chiefs pick. No, been because hammering the
1: Bills it's open If it's everybody
2: three. was hammering the Chiefs, then the line would be one point and a half. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Um, it's come down. I got the I just don't know. I can't I've never seen Mahomes lose a home game where it matters unless Tom Brady's on the other side of it. Josh Allen ain't that. He ain't that. I don't Yet. know, bro. I look I, I don't I don't feel all right, bro, don't say I like.
2: don't know, bro. X. I, I don't,
0: don't feel look. comfortable. No,
1: look, low key. Standard.
2: He's not he's not the passer that Mahomes is, right? We can all agree that. But, son, this motherfucker with his legs is like fucking O.J. Simpson out there, bro. Like, he's just – bro, he – I'm taking the bills. I'm taking the money line, even though it's only plus 100. It might be a little safer to take the point and a half. But, I mean, at that point, I mean, what are the odds that they only lose by by two? I'm taking the bills. What I've seen from Allen, man, I don't know how that – that Kansas City defense is fraudulent. You know what I'm saying? So – if that boy start running around and making plays with his legs, bro, ain't no, isn't there's, there's nobody in the Chiefs that that can stop that man. So give me the bills, bro. I'm
0: gonna throw a random number out there, over under 50 rushing yards for Josh Allen next.
2: Oh, I'm taking the over on that, bro.
0: Well, you think he runs wild in Arrowhead?
2: I bro, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna throw for 250 and and rush for 100 on the ground, bro wow and That's honestly a- and i would look at the props whatever it is for josh allen to have two rushing touchdowns it's probably like plus 800 i'm probably going to sprinkle some on that because you know they're giving him the ball on the goal line you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm 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 all over the bills this week
3: know, who you got i like the chiefs this one's going to get ugly uh <laughs> we're, too, we're too excited over a bills performance against a division opponent last week which is to be respected, but reality is is the game is different when it's a divisional opponent. They were at home. They didn't play a divisional opponent last week. What are you talking about? They played the the, They played the Pats. Yo, I'm bugging.
0: I got to get some rest and stop smoking.
3: Go ahead. The the Bills played the Pats at home. I don't really take much from it. I thought – I will say I I think Josh Allen had one of the greatest uh, playoff performances of all time in that game. But – these teams are like the same exact team, basically. It's like um, it's like when you got a freshman high school basketball team, and the starters are playing the backups. It's the same fucking team. I don't really see. Uh, there's gonna be one player on the field that separates himself from the rest, and I think that player is gonna be Mahomes. So, I think it gets pretty ugly to be honest. Sunday night. Oh, see, real quick. The Bills
2: started off the season struggling and then once they incorporated more Josh Allen runs into the offense and pretty much is like yo you're going to make the decision every play that offense took off. So it's it's more than just how they performed against the Pats. I just feel like he's played better than Mahomes on a week to week basis um, for most of the season cuz low key Mahomes is still hurt. His toe was fucked and there's been times where he's been mid. So
0: Okay, um uh, fuck all the nuance. We gotta get. The, we gotta hurry up and wrap this up. I got Chiefs minus one and a half. Dion, you start with the best bet of the week. We don't give a shit if it's a prop, if it's an over/under, if it's a money line. What is your best bet of the week?
3: It's nine years money
0: line. It's easy
3: money.
1: ML. Chiefs minus one and a half. I can't believe it dropped. I really can't.
3: And X,
0: what's your best bet of the week?
2: Y'all gave out some loser picks. So I actually want to give the people <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jamar Chase, two TDs, plus 750. Mm. Wow.
0: Two TDs. You really? You think he's getting two
2: touchdowns? I mean, at plus 750. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say, like, you know, some bullshit prop. Um, okay. I mean, I
0: respected it. I, I was just, I was just like, that's yes, bold for a best bet. But- Yo, folks
2: listen to this to win money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I could give something with a minus 110, but that they could get that anyway. They come here for the good picks and give you plus 750. You know what I'm saying?
1: So you know what it is. Let me oh. throw out a 10-point, a 14
0: 10-point teaser out to you. Hold on real quick. Oh, uh, I just want my best bet of the week is Rams Buccaneers over 48 and a half. What's this teaser you got for us? I know. That's terrible about me, Larry. I apologize. I thought you No, 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 no. You good, you suck. good. Yo, bro, it, this shit happens every week. Don't worry about it. And
2: I give one more, one more, one more. Nah, let's people. get let's get ML's teaser bro, first. Bro, it's, then- it's plus 1,800. Hold on, plus 1,800. Ooh, I like Josh- Yo, you tell the nigga no Listen. to wait, and he's like, but wait. Because he likes plus 1,800. Josh Allen to score a rushing touchdown, one in the first half, one in the second half. That's plus 1,800. Write it in pen. Fucking book it. You're welcome.
0: Got you. <laughs> ML, wh- what was this teaser that you got for us?
1: I like a 14, 10 point teaser. And I feel 10 good. point teaser? Yeah. That's loser talk.
2: We're on <laughs> the tease. We're yeah. on the tease by five, six talk. points. Bro, means- bro you okay. get. <laughs> <Loser> <laughs> this talk. nigga's giving out a minus 400 fucking teaser. Nah. <laughs> nah.
1: You can do a minus. Actually, I'm willing to even do it. Let's call it seven point Caesars. I mean, that's what it is. You bet even money to win money. What's wrong with that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Participation trophies, right? Everybody knows. Nah, Why not?
1: Yeah, Dion. I put, I am, he saw my bet. I put on, I put money on Matsuyama plus 200. He was down four shots going to the, or two shots going the last day and was down by five shots going into the back nine. Shit was great. He added at 1200 because he bet it before. So yeah, I I
3: better going that. into the weekend.
1: It was lovely. It shit was, was lovely, which you should have done the one and done.
3: Yo, the
0: funny shit is that listening to pushing OJ, he had me convinced that I should do it, and then um, I I somehow listened to something Greg said. I don't remember what Greg said, but I told ta- he talked me out of it, and I went with Henley. And he Loved lost it. in
3: the and he lost in the face off by three. <laughs> Greg won so much money on Matsuyama too. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in the business, I heard the number. <laughs> I had the I heard the number and it's wild. Like he bro, he does this every Pushing OJ show. Remember, don't you be catching up? Dion Dion be like, Greg, you literally just said everything against this team. And then really with the opposite way of what the fuck just said. He does it every show. He's wild. That's but my guy. Credit to him. He, whew, big weekend for him. Big weekend.
0: Well, That does it for this episode of the Break the Bank podcast. ML, thanks for coming on. You were a gracious guest. You took those punches like a champ. You know Dion and X can be ruthless sometimes, but we're happy to have you. You, you welcome to come back whenever you
1: want. I doubt it. These niggas don't want me back next time. It was like a after school special, like uh, Easy said, and straight out of Compton. It's kind of how it felt like. I was expecting more punches.
0: But it's I ain't going to lie. I was expecting more punches too. I feel like I took more jobs than both of them, and I was trying but, to make but, up but,
2: for that. But but it's the way he led. We're we're trying to yo tell us about your 18 favorite teams. Listen, <laughs> the Rams are really bringing to philanthropy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Last week, did you know that they invited a hundred orphans to the game? And it's like, hey, we how go. do I how do I shit on that? You feel what I'm saying? It's like, do you know how many people lost their jobs in Indianapolis due to <laughs> fucking inflation? And so Yo, like, the bro. listeners,
0: the listeners don't know this, but when Dion was talking shit, well, when Dion was talking his talk about Kobe, I'm not even gonna talk a shit. ML dropped the article in the chat about what he's done off the court because Dion said he's a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I
1: had it ready. Yo, I don't care about what he did yeah. off the court. I, my... All right,
0: talk. <laughs> all right, all right, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, for We'll catch you. y'all next week.